Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, everybody? Chrissy Chaos Tour. I'm back on the road doing stand-up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cute. Go to chrisdcomedy.com for tickets. We got Providence, Rhode Island. We got Eatontown, New Jersey. Waukegan, Illinois. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nashville, Tennessee. We're getting out there. We're having fun. It's going to be great. ChrisDComedy.com for tickets. Homeless Pimp will be there. He will be filming the shows. And I'm going to have Sergio Chacon opening up the shows. We're going to have fun. And maybe Vinny will come storm the stage and kill me with a knife. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. I'm Chris Stefano, a.k.a. Chrissy in the Closet Till My Dad Dies. With me, huge guest, Tom Segura, a.k.a. Thomas' Spanish Muffins. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thank well, you for having me. Thank you for, thank you for getting me in. Welcome to the show. It's, yes. you're, I think you're going to come out and be the 10th episode. The, That's great. The DS episode. And, um, man, it's just, been, it's just been good. I just had a Southwest veggie scramble from Starbucks. How was that? It was good. It was good. I've been calculating it in an app called My Fitness Pal. Now, I I just started using My dude, Fitness Pal. I was gonna say you're svelte as fuck. S A F. I'm I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> My Fitness Pal because I plateaued. Uh -huh. I, I've been dropping lbs. Yes. And I plateaued, so I hit up my trainer. I was like, "What do I gotta do?" He was like, "I'm telling yeah. you, start using the fitness so we can like study exactly, you know, right. grant macros and right. everything." And so I, I started putting stuff in there. How did it? How did it go on in Fitness Pal? It, it's so far today. It's been so far. Well, listen, it's about two ten PST, and I'm, I have twenty uh, twenty one hundred calories uh, for the day, and I'm at nineteen hundred. Okay. So yeah, because <laughs> my kid wanted to go to IHOP this morning. Oh, that's what happened. And you know what I do though? Sometimes is I don't log in stuff and then in my head i'm like ah it doesn't count right if you don't log it in yeah, yeah and so my weight has stayed relatively the same for the past three months i think i'm down about four pounds but i'm putting on a little bit more muscle because i started to to hit the gym uh more now you're and going I'm, heavy you're going heavy i'm going gym? heavy and I'm, I'm actively using winstrel which is a steroid but that's an awesome that's what awesome. can you do did you did you juice as a kid i juiced as a kid when i was 19 you know what you look like you juice yeah dude <laughs> like like yeah. your haircut and yeah. your whole look i'm like this guy's roided out i know dude mind. well you know what that's the thing with me is i think i'm just a misunderstood guy like uh -huh. even now because it's like you know i have like a republican haircut but like a democrat <laughs> brain you know i got like white skin but yeah. like a black girl's ass right you know right like i I love Chinese food, but I eat it with a fork. You right. know what I mean? Like I, I do you. shit like that. Yeah. Where I'm like Chrissy Gray zones. I'm all over the place. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh -huh. but, but I just feel like, you know, I, when I was using steroids in, in, in how long were you on them for? I was in steroids. So I was on the basketball team at Archbishop Malloy high school. Shout out. Um, proud, very proud to say that nobody, uh, there sexually, uh, assaulted anybody, even though it was an all boy Catholic high school. Um, cool. a couple of kids committed suicide, which, you know, I guess, I don't know, but maybe they did. Maybe there's, you know, some sexual assault I don't know about, but just shout out. Um, and and, um, and uh, when I was using steroids, I was about 17, my senior in high school, all the way through 19, uh, sophomore year in college when I got caught with a pack of syringes by my father. And oh, he didn't know. He didn't know. And my father's only rule, only really rule was, you know, don't use no needles. 
no needles. You know, he's like, you know, you're never going to use heroin. You're not going to use steroids. Okay. You know, and then I, he re- it was actually one of the only times in my father's whole life he's ever been like truly upset with me. Where so I was, he was super pissed. He was like genuinely like disappointed. He was like, I thought you were like just this f- amazing white kid that was dominating everybody else, but you're on the fucking juice. Yeah. Like he was so angry and I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I wanted like the competitive edge. And he was like, you played division three basketball. Yeah. Like you're not going anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can understand if you're juicing cause you're, you know, you're trying to walk on at North Carolina, <laughs> right? Right. but you genuinely, there's a girl on your team in college yeah. and that's a true story. <laughs> Shout out inclusivity, but right. you know, so I, so wait, is there any downside to steroids? Cause of course I was tempted but, and, I, and I knew um, a couple guys in high school and then a couple guys that didn't do it in high school, but they went to college. And you know, when you go back, like right. back, back home, you'd see them. Right. And I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, God, huge. huge. And, but I still never did it. But I was always like, you know, curious. Yeah. I don't think that there's actually a downside. I mean, I know they say, oh, if you take HGH or some types of steroids, you can get cancer. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like you can get cancer from anything. A lot like, of things, yeah. You know, vaping, everything can give you cancer. I actually think steroids, because I think we're having a big problem now with entertainment and sports, especially baseball. I'm very pro to just have an all-steroid baseball league. It'd be great. Why throw them out? Yeah. Just have the league. My things with baseball is let's have everybody use steroids or who wants to. And then every you know inning or one. Once a game, we give their best hitter an aluminum bat. Yeah. And you let them just fucking maybe kill somebody in the infield. Yeah. Because, the, 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 you know, it's drowning. Dude, it's, uh, I think all sports. And also, you know what would be great is in football. Like, obviously, some guys already do. But to have a guy have, like, a marginal year. Yeah. And then openly be like, this summer, <laughs> I'm juicing my fucking brains yes. out. And then he comes back and he rushes for, like, 2,600 yards. Yes. And we're like, oh, steroids are, are amazing. Amazing, like, dude. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that. Yeah, I think, like, as a culture sometimes, you know, like... We, we take kind of like very like, you know, drastic actions. Like, as a matter of fact, I, cause you know, again, you mentioned me being a physical therapist. So when I saw your injury, the way you fell, you know, I was watching that as a physical therapist and I said, I can't believe how he fell like that. Like that was an insane thing. And I was thinking like, maybe he fell like that because he's, you know, eating so much. And he was like, the only way I can ever go on a diet is my fitness pal's not going to work for you. <laughs> it's like, I need, literally need to be an amputee. Dude. If I'm an amputee, then I can't get the food in my face because I have no arms. It's, it's kind of accurate. Yeah, dude. Like it, it, I mean, I've been up and down with weight my entire adult life. Yeah. And I've like, I've made one time I lost a bunch of weight and I kept it off for a few years and I thought I was gold. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll never gain the weight again. Yeah. And then it slowly, like I kept it off for a few years. Yeah. And it came back on. Yeah. And then a few years ago, I lost an, uh, enough weight to like maintain like a just a healthier yeah. look. Went on a big tour, gained like 25 pounds. You're one of those guys who I think you can pull it off. I think because when you when I saw your fir- one of your first Netflix specials, you had a lot more weight on. Yeah, I did. But you yeah. weren't like obese or anything like that. You just looked like the guy. Like I remember watching the special, even though it was already pre-recorded, and I had already met you in real life. I was like, I wonder if this guy's dead right now. Because yeah, like, yeah, you just look yeah. at his face, you're like, oh, that guy had to have died from a massive heart attack. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's no way. Like I was like thinking, like he's not going to make it through the set, even. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But then, and then when I see Skinny Tom, yeah. you know, it's like it's like holy shit. Get this guy's fucking sexy. It's way, it's it's so much better. It's yeah. so like I'm. It's it's so much healthier. I'm so much happier. And then the fucked up thing about the human mind is that I've I've lived in that before, and yeah. you let it go away. Yeah. Like I don't get how how I let it go away. I'll be like, this life is so much better, and I'll just it'll because it, it's slow. It's right. slowly, you know. It's like 
the pants or like you see the like the funny thing about how you lie to yourself when you're on a scale right i was telling someone the other day i was like i'll tell you the truth yeah up to 225 yeah and if it's over that is when i start lying because i'm lying to me right like you think i'm lying to you i'm lying to myself yeah so if i'm 238 yeah. I'll be like, you, you, what'd you, I'll be like, I'm 232. Yeah, here, I'll just give myself six pounds. Here's what I say, because I got that Renpo, Renpo scale, R-E-N-P-H-O. Yeah. I don't know if, or if you guys have another scale company. I got that one. Um, <laughs> um, um, but but that, that uh, um, it tells you, not only does it tell you your weight, it tells you your bone density, and it tells yeah. you specifically your B, BMI. Yeah. So now when people like ask, like my, because I'm the same thing as you, I don't want to tell you my exact weight. I just say, I'm the weight and BMI I'm eligible for the vaccine. That's what I <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. say I'm eligible to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Because just, I'm morbidly obese. I'm morbidly obese. <laughs> just know that it's over 30. Fuck. Yeah. You know, but I'm one of those guys where, you know, people always think I'm in better shape than I am. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been. Isn't that the worst? I'd rather just be all the way fat. Bro, then. bro. Because I, I, yeah. I, I have like a build where if I get to, if I get to like, five pounds less than i am now yeah. maybe 10 yeah some people depending on what i wear will be like oh you're in, like you're in really good shape yeah and i'll be like huh and i'll i'll not want to address it and then it'll be something like a pool party yeah. or a beat at the beach and they'll be like oh no you're in terrible shape Ter and I'm yeah like god damn same it. with me dude i'm i'm in shape outside until the wind blows and then when yeah. the wind blows and you see my tits and my puffy nipples they're like oh <laughs> i thought that was gonna be something different are you an yeah. estrogen uh, yeah. you know that's i'm 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 you know i, I i've said a fucking radio girl one time told me yeah. The the guy was a dipshit. Okay. And he was like, I'd lost weight. And yeah. someone made a comment about it. And he was like, Hey, you got that jacket on. Yeah. I was like, What? And it was appropriate to walk in with it. Right. And he was like, Let's see with it off. And I was like, What the fuck, fuck. man? And then she was she goes, Yeah, I guess take it off. And I'm like, All right, take it off. She goes, Oh yeah, I thought you were hot until you and I was like, Ah oh, shit. I know, oh, dude. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. Or I, I, I was hooking up with multiple, you know, women once yeah. throughout the course of my life, and and you know, we're having we're about to have sex, take the shirt off, and then all of a sudden she turned the lights off, and I'm like, that that happened. Oh yeah, back to back. <laughs> and then the best thing that ever happened to me is a casting director told me. I've said this on podcast before, but a, a casting director told me I was in the casting, and he said, "Can you take your shirt off?" And in I, the casting. yeah, because I could tell, I could tell that. Uh, once the casting director looked at his casting associate, it wasn't good. And then he said to me in front of the other people, he goes, you know what your issue is, Chris? He goes, you have leading man face, best friend body. Oh. That's the problem. <clears throat> he said, so I'd, I'd go one or the other. Either get ripped or get fat. And I've continued to stay exactly the same. <laughs> and, and, and this is why I have get no roles, you know, because they're just like, yeah, dude, you're it's an in-betweener. It's yeah, they're like, get fat or just do it. The, like go yeah. the other way. Yeah. I say the same thing as you, man. I'd rather just like be truly like you have to wheelbarrow me out. I'm so I fat mean, because then, because then I'm, it constantly happens to me where women and people just think that I'm going to be in such good shape. Somebody had me send, send me in for an audition for a fitness magazine. I'm like a fitness magazine, Jesus, dude. Dude. When yeah. I, when I first got here, I was 185 Oof. when I got to LA and I went to an audition once and I didn't realize it was for one of the Cinemax late night naked movies. Nice. Yeah. And the guy was like, you want to do it? Like you can do this. You can do this. And I go, Oh, I want to do, cause they had the list. I go, I want to do the, uh, what it was the FBI agent. <laughs> I want to do that. It was yeah. a non-nude part. He goes, you don't want, and he holds up a photo of a girl who's naked. He goes, you don't want to do a sexy with her. Yeah. And I go, I do. Right. But, but I really was like, no, you don't know. Even I was down. I go, you don't want to see me 
naked bro <laughs> yeah. like you guys will be like cut cut like we gotta bring someone else in here man no dude every time every time i get naked like i because i'll like work out so hard and actually even try to dine and i'll just look in the mirror and i'll be like what are we fucking doing here yeah, what are like we doing? why isn't my body changing yeah but you know winstrel's the key so yeah i'll dude. let you know how it goes dude, dude i'm so hyped to juice if you want to get back on a cycle together dude, i'll do it with you i swear to god dude I will do fucking, I'll do steroids on the live show. You just get me the syringe <laughs> and you, it could be a mystery steroid and I'll just fucking light myself up. Yep. Whatever it is, dude. Was, what was the, okay. <laughs> what was, what happened when you stopped? Was it a, a notable holy shit drop? No, you know what happened when I stopped is I kind of start to get these things called brain zaps where like I would be like, you know, in school <laughs> or like playing ball. Like I, you know, I played division three basketball and like my brain would just go like, like that and it would, I would just go like that and I thought and I was telling everybody like I got to the point where I got so nervous that I like told my mom I got neurological CAT scans they thought maybe I had a brain tumor all that stuff and then my dad finally was like when are you gonna come clean he's like you know I'm not gonna fucking rat you out but when are you gonna come clean and tell everybody why you get them zaps and I'm like yeah I don't want to say it I want to say it and then finally I just had to tell my mom and the doctors like oh I you know I know like you don't see anything but like it could it possibly be that I was using Winstrel for two years and then just immediately stopped and the doctor's like yeah that's, that's it, that's, stupid. If you would have told us that six months ago, you wouldn't have, have just, done all these scans. Yeah, you wouldn't have just cost your mother $25,000 in hospital bills. I was like, sorry, mom. <laughs> I was like, I thought my insurance covered it. Did your body like immediately change? Immediately. Immediately. What, what, Winstrel, what happened with me with Winstrel was my body, you know, I was 19 at the time. So it was kind of like, you know, you're, you're in decent shape. Yeah. It was my athletic ability. Like that one for sure was performance enhancing. Like, Tom, I'm telling you, like, I could like fully tomahawk dunk. Really? Like I'm talking about like tomahawk dunk, <laughs> like legs open. Like I could throw the ball in. You and then I, when you stopped, that stopped? Yeah, I could I could hang on to the net. Like I just, not not that, not, I couldn't dunk. Like, I, you know what it was? I could probably still jump as high as I could, but my, I never got tired. Yeah, never, that's what I, ever. One of the guys told me that he said um, the thing about the steroids, he's like, steroids aren't, aren't like, it's not gonna, muscles are not gonna pop on you. Yeah. It's that, you can go train like a lunatic and yeah. you're not going to be sore. Yeah. So the next day you can just fucking do it again Never and do. again and again. I would put up, I would put up uh, two plates and then 225. So I guess whatever that is, 250, 260, like 15 times. Really? On Winstrel. Like, dude, it was like just throwing it up. Off Winstrel, it was like, you know, a plate, maybe a 45 and a 25, well, that's, maybe. That's 275. You were with 25s on each side? With 25s on each side. So whatever that's that 275. was. 275. I could do it. I'm talking about like with fucking ease. Holy shit. With ease. And then in my sophomore year, in the beginning of my sophomore year, when I was still actively on Winstrel, because I told you I was playing Division Three, Division One scouts were coming to look at me, like Stony Brook. Um, um, uh, Stony Brook was the big one. Queens College, which was a very high Division Two, coming to look at me dude. by the my senior year. Nobody, dude. Nobody. Not zero. When they came, they were like, we want to see the tomahawk. Tomahawk. Wide open legs. Because you got to understand, I was playing Division Three basketball. So, I mean, people had asthma. They would have, like, lasagna after the games. Like, this wasn't a real sport. They must have thought you were a fucking Dude, freak. I was fucking, I would, like, I was, like, jumping over people. Like, it was, my dad thought, like, my high school made a huge mistake. My dad was like, I can't, this is the Chris I've been talking about. Because my dad, because basketball. So, he broke his heart that you were on Winstrom. Broke his heart, dude, because my dad was like, after all the you know hard work we put in, because my dad, 1,000 jump shots a day, every day. That's what we would do. Wow. He would grab my rebounds out there with two busted knees. Here's the thing. I've been learning how to cook, and I've really been like, been, my body's been getting a little bit tighter, not in my nipple area and not in my, not in my upper ass or stomach, but I feel like the back of my neck's been getting tighter, and it's because I've been cooking a lot at home, and I just found HelloFresh 
HelloFresh is awesome. It truly is awesome, HelloFresh. I, I use this, and it's great, especially if you want to just, like, cook at home and cut weight and, like, know what you're putting in your body. HelloFresh, because it cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, which is what, which is where, like, my overeating comes from. It's like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to, you know, and then I get stressed out. Cortisol raised in my body. I'm like, ah, just give me a cheeseburger. But this HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking it and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. So you get these healthy meals in 30 minutes or less, boom, it's done. Uh, and then, you know what else is awesome? HelloFresh's ingredients are sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week, contact-free, of course, because of Covey Wolvey. But so it's healthy foods directly from the farm, just, you know, great stuff. And 30 minutes or less, boom, you have a meal. I'm telling you, I've been using this and it's changed my life in the kitchen. It's been awesome. And what you can do is go to HelloFresh.com slash 12chaos, 1-2-chaos, C-H-A-O-S, and use the code 12chaos for 12 free meals, including free shipping. I did it for, I chose 12chaos because of the 12 apostles. And I always wanted to be an apostle. I'm Chrissy Religions. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12chaos and use the code 12chaos for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Thank you, HelloFresh. All right, listen, here's the thing. I'm serious about Magic Spoon. I swear to God, I look, look at it. I ordered all this. You know, sometimes companies send you stuff and Magic Spoon did send me stuff, thank you. But now I'm just continuing to order it for me and my family. I mean, my kid tried to say these Cheerios. Fuck you, Cheerios. I'm done with them, dude. I swear to God, Magic Spoon, I'm not lying to you, is the best cereal I've ever tasted in my life. I'm, I swear, dude, first of all, because everybody loves cereal, but then, you know, it's sugar. Even that, you know, they, they say, oh, it's heart healthy. It's not. It's bullshit. Okay, you made the show into little hearts. No, suck it. Magic Spoon, zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs, only 140 calories in a serving, and it's keto-friendly. I'm Chrissy Keto, the keto. I'm the new keto guido. Grain, I'm the keto German. Grain-free, soy-free. I'm a soy boy. Low-carb and GMO-free. I All you have to do is go to magicspoon.com slash chaos and use the promo code chaos and you're going to get $5 off. This is true. I swear to God. I'm here at my Airbnb in L.A. I didn't have, I didn't bring any Magic Spoon on the plane because I'm an asshole. I ordered, fully paid, even though they're sponsored the show, fully paid, use the promo code CHAOS, magicspoon.com slash CHAOS. And you have to put that in the search engine, by the way, because at first I was like, oh, wait, how am I get the promo code? You have to go to magicspoon.com slash CHAOS and then put the promo code CHAOS and you get $5 off. And I got the variety pack. I got, I got cocoa because I'm Chrissy Coco, fruity because obviously you know why. Shout out my father. Uh, peanut butter because my stepson has a peanut allergy and and frosted because I want frosted tips and to be honest with you they should just call these frosted because I come on them they're actually they're all frosted if I'm being honest with you all the magic spoon is frosted because they're so good it literally makes me jizz in the ball I'm telling you magicspoon.com slash chaos use the promo code chaos five dollars off this is a healthy cereal I you know me I've been logging all my calories and, and I think trying to do a good job to lose weight we went to the gym today we went to Barry's boot camp I got a protein shake and then I ate a bowl of magic spoon for extra protein and I feel good. I feel light. I feel fit. And it's literally, I mean, I literally, if you gave me the choice right now to be just surrounded by beautiful Latina models or magic spoon cereal boxes, I would pick magic spoon cereal boxes because Vinny is watching.
thousand jump shots a day every day. He would have the broom. Did I ever tell you about my dad's broom? Uh-uh. He would have a broom up because my dad's whole thing was like, you need to you need to mimic shooting over seven footers. Like you need to arc shots. Oh. So in, this is I'm talking about like in a public park in Ridgewood, Queens, which is a very culturally diverse neighborhood. You had people from all over. All walks broomstick up. He had a broomstick up, and on the broomstick written in tape was the word Leroy. He named the broom Leroy. Because he was like, let's be honest, it's going to be a seven-foot black guy, no? And then so we just call it a Le- So I would shoot over Leroy, and he, that's what he said to me when I was in Winchester, like a dead serious conversation. He's like, what about all the times me, you, and Leroy had in the park? You disrespected us all. You know? Like, <laughs> Leroy's pissed, too. Dude, he made Leroy. I've said this, too, on, on, on a podcast, too, but like my dad, like in Ridgewood, this was like what was called like a Ridgewood coffee. Like I, yeah. my dad and his friends would go into bodegas or coffee shops or whatever and like let me get a coffee Leroy that was a coffee black with no milk <laughs> so they would say like let me get a coffee Leroy and then that it would just be handed the coffee like that and I just thought like I was like oh I didn't you know because growing up with the type of father try I had, that at Starbucks right yeah now. can I get a coffee Leroy, <laughs> get a Leroy? I'm like what it's totally black yeah, yeah. a Leroy no ice <laughs> You, know, so you thought that was like thought, you order coffee because my dad would just go it like the thing is with and the, nobody in those days would be like excuse me sir yeah. that is not the appropriate way no, to order coffee i t- i tell this on stage but it is genuinely dead 100 percent serious when i was like tw- i started when i was about 24 25 and i was in therapy like psychotherapy because i was you know my probably the winstrel fucked it up i had a lot of anxiety and like would go over stuff and my therapist would ask me to like you know ask me things about my childhood and all that and i would tell these stories not thinking they were funny. And it was really my therapist was like, yes, you, you know, me. your father, those stories that you have about your family, like you should actually do stand up because he was like, it's very hard for me as a professional to not laugh in your face sometimes yeah. when like you tell me like what your family was doing yeah, to yeah. you. Like, you know, like, yeah. and, and I, I, I hadn't even had the thought of doing stand up. He's like, I think you should try it. it. He was like, it'll be cathartic for you to get it out. Yeah. And it actually, I don't have anxiety as much anymore depression as much i mean it's always a part of me but it's nowhere near like it was and i'm on no medications because of stand-up like me getting out a story about my father and talking about it helps me understand that like he actually loved me and he wasn't just like and that he's just a maniac of a guy but yeah he's it's way more good than bad way more pros than cons Mm -hmm. my dad's just right intention wrong move yeah kind of guy which you know me now as a parent i'm like hey I want to try to make as much right moves for my daughter as possible. But, you know, it, listen, my da- when, you're, when you're 12 years old and your father hands you an illegal handgun to go deer hunting, that's a fun time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's emotionally scarring when you get older and realize, like, oh, my dad legitimately gave me a, a handgun with serial numbers fi- you know, filed off. Yeah. But, but it's like, you know, you're sitting in a lawn chair and it's like, what are the kids? Like everyone else is out. Yeah. My dad showed up in like a, you know, a fila bright orange velour suit, you know, <laughs> like he, but he's just bonding with my dad. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, when your father, and he was doing yeah. honestly the, like he was doing the best he could do. Yes. You know what I mean, like yes. he, he, he didn't, someone told me this one, her, her mom was like in and out of, you know, a lot of trouble yeah. and we were talking about it and she goes, um, she was saying that she actually had to like step in one time for like how her mom was talking to somebody right. like in a store or something. And I asked her something back and she goes, well, you know, she doesn't know any better. Right. Like she didn't, she didn't know any better. Yeah. So she's like, I, I know better right. than my mom does. Yeah. So I do things differently. That's you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mom, my mom, very, you know, Ivy league educated woman. Yeah. And you know, just met my father and then, and, and I kind of felt like I got the best of both worlds. My mother was all about education and, and being smart in the classroom. My dad's all about 
you know, being street smart. Yeah. Like, and it's funny now with like COVID, like the differences are like, does, does he have opinions on the vaccine? Well, does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, my, I think my dad is the leader of QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely believe. What does he say about it? Okay. So my mother got the vaccination. Like as soon yeah. as she was eligible, yeah. like, she's all about it. My dad legit, my stepmom, cause my parents got divorced. My stepmom legitimately was like, you, you will not like be able to like get on a plane and go see yours because they live in florida now now my dad lives in tampa tampa tony he's just following COVID. like wherever the hot spot no, is he's, he's like, like let's, let's go, go there, there. <laughs> so once it started clearing in new york and florida exploded he was yeah. like i'm moving he by the way he didn't even tell me he was moving to tampa i mean this is my biological father he moves on july 6th i call him you know july 7th july 8th you know just to check in i'm like hey dad what's up you know you want to get coffee he's like oh i'm in florida and i was like oh, okay so when you get back he goes i'm not coming back i got a house down here I said, wait a second, you've moved with your wife to Florida. He goes, yeah. I was like, I didn't, why didn't you tell me I'm your son? He was like, I don't know. I thought you were hanging out with your boyfriend or something. And I was like, that's, that's what he said. And I was like, dad, you're my legit, like you're, you're my, my actual father, father dude. Yeah. Like what he's like, well, come down and visit, get on a plane. What are you scared of fucking COVID? And I was like, <laughs> I guess not. If it got to the point where he was being so risky because he would wear the mask on his ear. Yeah. In March and April, he was wearing the mask on his ear, taking the public transportation, the bus in New just York City. dangling. Just dangling. And I'm like, Dad, you have to wear it on your face. He was like, I didn't know I had a gay son. That's what he would say to me <laughs> when I would tell him to like, put it over his face. And that's everything with him is that, even with the vaccine. His, I, I, was on, I, I was literally FaceTiming with like, my, my girlfriend, my, uh -huh. my kids. So like whatever, little kids. And my father, I'm on the phone with my father and my stepmother. And my stepmother says, we got good, uh, got good news, Chris. Your dad finally get this your dad finally got the second shot and i was like oh great dad how do you feel and he was like yeah he was like your stepmother said i couldn't see you unless they lit me up with the homo juice so i got some <laughs> and i was like and then my daughter's like what did he say i'm, I'm like, like nothing no, no. honey let's go watch <laughs> puppy dog pals you know like let's go. and and you know i know it's one of those things where like the world we live in where like people could say like oh your father's like a homophobe he's actually not my dad i believe you it's so supportive of it's just the way he expresses it's, yeah, himself it's how he talks and it's how people around him have talked for years yeah so yeah. he doesn't see anything wrong with it he's like if yeah. i was gay i'm telling you like if i was gay he'd be at the wedding with me and my husband he yeah. would just like but he would just make all the gay jokes yeah that you just have to except like he thinks even me doing a podcast is gay he's like yeah. get a little closer to mike you know <laughs> he'll like say he'll he'll call me and say things like that <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, that's so funny oh, yeah, we only got a couple of minutes so yeah. thank you so much for doing the podcast of course. We, al we always do segments we always um have a segment from the book the 48 laws of power um uh a, a, a segment we call chris reed to stefano where i tell you something about history and then anxiety tuesday where we talk about let's mental, do it all mental health and we're going to do a quick in four minutes and i was going to have called my father but my dad's right now in dialysis no so, yeah but he no right? he, no he, he's always been so he's just oh, like okay. he's like oh I, I i'm gonna be in dialysis at that time i was like hey he's only got you know he's like yeah you can't call him because i talked to my son i was sure. like can i call him when he's in dialysis he goes no 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 you can't i was like come on but i bet you my dad would fucking rip the plugs out if his wife wouldn't let you know if his yeah. wife wasn't there okay so here's the first thing chris Tariq Stefano. um i want to do something um about spanish because you were um because you're spanish mm -hmm. um and then i just kind of went nuts and looked at all the notes um and wrote a bunch of notes about ecuadorian history and then i googled you and you're actually peruvian yeah so but we got the notes <laughs> on ecuador so what can you do <laughs> okay let's Here we go. about ecuador ecuador facts for tom segura right. who's from peru okay 
Lunch is the largest meal of the day in Ecuador. Did you know that? <laughs> I suspect it because it also is at the, in their neighbor's country. Yeah, dude. I feel like, too, even like you going to Ecuador and like just you're outside eating just like grilled chicken with no meat, they would probably hand you a pamphlet on homosexuality. They out probably there. would. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast is like, uh, they, like, like, it'd be like a slice of ham and a piece of bread. And then lunch is a banquet. That's in, what in it Peru. is. It, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, the largest exporter of bananas. Didn't know that. Ecuador. There you go. Ecuador, killing it. How about this? Abolish slavery in 1851, the Ecuadorians. Oh, wow. So they gave ahead all, of the game. Ahead of the game. Gave all African-Americans freedom in, uh, in 1851. No death penalty since 1906. Nice. And here we go. More cell phones than people in Ecuador. Okay. They got, yeah, more mobile phones. Um, and uh, the Galapagos Islands are there. And that's where, uh, you know, Charles Darwin is famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so those are like the, the fun notes that I came up with. And then I Googled in the parking lot, you know, like I said, two minutes before I came in, because I was so sure you're Ecuadorian, that you're Peruvian. So I had no Peru facts, except, um, yeah, except that my friend, his name's Paulie Plants. That's yeah. a real guy. Paulie Plants, because he like smokes a lot of weed. He did ayahuasca in Peru in 2007. Oh, that's what I got. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> give, uh, him a, give him a shout for me. Yeah. And all, yeah, shout yeah. out to Polly Plants. Shout out Polly Plants. I remember you did ayahuasca in Peru, and uh, and they got a lot of alpacas and shit. Yep. Um. Okay. So, Lucy Nicotine. That's what we're here to talk about today. Lucy Nicotine. It's a company founded by Caltech scientists. So these are smart, smart kids and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Here's what Lucy is good at. First of all, it's, it's a gum, okay? So it's like, you know, smoking's no good. We're trying to wean you off smoking, but we understand the nicotine addiction is real. So what Lucy does, it's created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine, so not really that much, that comes in three flavors. Wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. Those are good flavors. Pomegranate, good for the prostate. Cinnamon, I mean, even I put that in my coffee. And wintergreen, I mean, who doesn't love to be whisked away to a magical winter place? And you could do that with Lucy gum. And it's convenient and discreet. Products, you can chew this gum in. It's gum. You can do it anywhere. You go on flights when you want to have a smoke because there's turbulence. You think you're going to die. Pop in a Lucy at work when your boss is yelling at you and saying that you sexually harassed someone. Pop in a Lucy. <laughs> at the gym when you feel like, ah, oh, man, I'm working my body so hard, but I still have these tits that bounce. Pop in a Lucy instead of going to get a cheeseburger. That's what I've been doing. And even someone in my family, my Aunt Colleen, smoked for 45 years doesn't smoke anymore. Choose Lucy Gum because of this podcast. So really even helping out an old, my own family member. And you can get a subscription to Lucy too if you just go to lucy.co slash chaos. It's .co, right? Lucy.co, that's C-O, so no M. Lucy.co slash chaos at checkout and use the promo code chaos, C-H-A-O-S, and you're going to get 20% off all products of your first order. So 20% off is significant. Lucy.co slash chaos. Use the promo code chaos. 20% off your first order. I'm telling you, it's the best thing to do. I saw it firsthand with a member of my family. I mean, she genuinely, 45 years, doesn't smoke. She just chews the Lucy gum. Her favorite, I think, is wintergreen because she's a German, but she likes the wintergreen. I would personally like cinnamon uh, because I'm just Chrissy Cinnamons, but... Do whatever you want to do. Um, Lucy.co slash chaos. Use the promo code chaos. 20% off your first order. Let's do it. Pimp, you're big on the internet. Do you know about ExpressVPN? No, I don't. Dude, ExpressVPN, game changer, okay? Because there's a lot of things I need to hide on the internet. And I'm telling you, man, you know what's weird? You know what's crazy? 
is it doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon, Comcast, or whomever. The U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. Like, that's just a thing that you don't even realize you sign. It's just like microplastics and fish. You don't even know you're eating it. You don't even know you're signing up for the U.S. to legally sell your stuff to ad companies. But ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. How wild is that? That's so sick. ExpressVPN makes, you know, it's better than incognito mode because they're saying, look, dude, we keep all your information secure by encrypting it. 100% of the data you put out there is encrypted with the most powerful encryption available. Dude, I'm Christian Encryptions, and even they even got past me, ExpressVPN. That's how good they are. And it's available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. I'm telling you, you got to protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. The exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash chaos. If you just put in expressvpn.com slash chaos, you get three months free on a one-year package. Do you understand how crazy that is? Three extra months free on a one-year package. I'm sorry. So expressvpn.com slash chaos Extra three months free on a one-year package. That's like insanity. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash chaos. ExpressVPN.com slash chaos to learn more. Three months extra free on a one-year deal. Do it. Don't let the government sell any of your stuff to ad companies. Pimp, we need to get ExpressVPN immediately because I'm pretty sure the U.S. government knows a lot about me and it's not good. So, uh... Here we go, 48 Laws of Power, Robert Greene. Yeah. Um, we do a chapter from the book, and I usually just flip it open to the book. I flip it open right before the podcast and just make sure. So here's, here's law number three, okay. 48 Laws of Power. So you know I'm not lying. I'm holding up the book. Um, conceal your intentions. This is the law. Keep people off balance and in the dark by never revealing the purpose behind your actions. If they have no clue what you're up to, they cannot prepare a defense. Guide them far enough down the wrong path, envelop them in enough smoke, and by the time they realize your intentions, it will be too late. That's a good one. That's a good one, dude. That's a really good one. This book is about, he tells you things that like no motivation, like, you know what I mean? This Gary Vee isn't saying this shit to you. Yeah, yeah. This is, he's going the opposite. Well, there's a reason that's been a bestseller for you yeah, know, dude. decades, right? Yeah, yeah. He says here, he says, honesty is actually a blunt instrument, which bloodies more than it cuts. Your honesty is likely to offend people. It is much more prudent to tailor your words, telling people what they want to hear rather than the coarse and ugly truth of what you feel or think. Mm-hmm. More important, by being unbashedly, I think that's the word, open, open, you make yourself so predictable and familiar that it is almost impossible to respect or fear you. And power will not accrue to a person who cannot inspire such emotions. Hide your intentions, not by closing up with the risk of appearing secretive and making people suspicious, but by talking endlessly about your desires and goals, just not your real ones. You will kill three birds with one stone. You appear friendly, open, and trusting. You conceal your intentions and you spend your rivals on, uh, you, you send your rivals on time-consuming wild goose chases. That's pretty great, man. It's what it's it is. good advice. It's good advice. So it's fucking, yeah, dude. And you know, like, look, man, I've been following this book and it's really helped do me. Do you do that? I do. I, I, well, I don't, I don't necessarily, sometimes I read the laws and I'm like, oh, I can't, I don't know that There's I There's a thing where with, with like a rule like that, you can accidentally do that. Yeah. You know, and then you, real, then you see how it works. Then, you yeah. don't have to, you don't have to be calculated to 
accidentally do it, but right. then you can realize how to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that that and that and that's what I've you know sometimes I step into these laws and I read them and I'm like I'm like oh shit. You know, I bet, I bet your pops likes that one. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? If my pops could read, 100%. 100%. I've been, once I started reading this book, I mean, a lot of, listen, Tom, I'm just going to be honest with you. I started reading this book and now I'm hosting a show for True TV. And one day you can too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> you but, know, <laughs> dude, if you want to get on True TV, man, like, talk to me. Talk I can to hook the you book. Up. Okay. I can. Uh, but that's like, that's actually, that one you just read is like a street smart that's kind street of thing. Shit, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, you know, my father would always say, like, you know, don't run your mouth. Even even with Twitter. Well, my dad said, I'll never forget this in fucking 2009. He was like, you know this tweet, tweeter bullshit thing that's out now? I go, yeah. He goes, this is going to be the downfall of the country. He was like, you want to know why? I was like, why? He goes, because not everybody's supposed to be talking. He goes, not everyone's supposed to be running their fucking mouth. That's somebody who's run with a crew before. Yeah. Because you know that like some people should just shut the fuck up. Yeah. My yeah. dad's always like, less is more. I'm like, yeah, but I do stand up and try to talk and right. be funny as much as I can. He's like, well, less is more. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just like, he's like, maybe you shouldn't do an hour and a half. Just do an hour. Um, <laughs> um, but anxiety. Okay. So last segment, anxiety Tuesday, real quick. What do you do for like mental health, especially even post injury or whatever? Like, what do you, we like to just talk about what we do to help our mental health? Yeah. I mean, that's a good, it's a good topic. Like, I, I mean, I do a, a therapist every week. Okay. Um, I used to enjoy going in person. Okay. And I definitely have that thing over Zoom that you feel like you're being recorded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if I can be honest, yeah. but, but it is, I started with this, like it's been a number of years now. Yeah. I always thought that like when I went into it, I was like, oh, um, I don't really, I, I was jealous that Christina, my wife, was like always raving, like not even sharing all, just like how much she enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So I, I started to go, I want to see what this is like. And then there'd be times where like there's months going by where I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Right. And I don't feel, now that I've been doing it for years, I feel like it is one of the things I look forward to the most just to like check in with this person and feel like you can just like spew things out yes with no like no reservations no hesitation yeah uh, no fear of that person's judgment or anything and it feels like one of the best things that i can do for yeah. myself is like to keep that that yeah. thing going so i i totally look forward to the therapy <laughs> yeah and then i find that um mentally i'm much better off when I'm also physically doing things. So like yes. working out and training and everything helps me mentally, yeah. not just physically. Well, you're I mean, yeah, that's like, there's a science to it. The endorphins come in and that makes you feel good. And I think like, even like what you said, like doing therapy, you said you do it over Zoom a lot. Now, right? now, now yeah. over Zoom, I, it's, it's better that way because you know, it's kind of like, dude, I don't know what, I used to go to therapy in New York when I yeah. first started comedy and the door was so thin in that waiting room, oh, I yeah. would hear, Every comedian's problems. Like anytime a new Me Too comes up, I'm like, I knew about it. Yeah. Ten years ago, I can fucking tell you that guy. You know. So, so, so I'm like, yeah, this fucking doctor. So I like the Zoom therapy too because you could just be quiet. It's like you know, only like my daughter will like hear me, you know, spewing shit. But I, I like it. And even the physical therapy. That's why I became a physical therapist is because I felt like the bedside manner is kind of lost when you become a medical doctor. They're obviously genius people. But, but I was like, oh, I want to like connect with a patient yes. so do you feel through physical therapy like you're connecting with these people like they become almost your friends for life it's I, I'm, I haven't talked about this but it has completely changed like my social behavior I've become much more social really yeah since since getting injured and and a big part of it is like 
connecting with these healthcare people, right? PTs, OT, sure. like all these people that like helped me right. and that now I've befriended. But it it's not just that I've befriended them; it's made me want to connect with people more. Right. So yeah. it's it's had like a positive effect on me. Yeah, yeah. Because for a while we thought like you had autism. Oh, we I mean, like, people just want to talk to anybody. Uh, yeah, everybody's like, and then yeah. you know, people. <laughs> people hear that like they hear that and then they would i would see people and they're like i know you hate people they say that to me in public and they're like and 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 you're like oh my god i feel like i'm some recluse or something nah dude and, and uh no so it's become like a very positive yeah. thing because like the body mind connection is so powerful when i was a physical therapist i would see that and do you do you feel like your like whole body's improved now do you feel almost past I mean, the injury I'm, no but i'm i'm much better i mean like my my, I have two, like very three real things that are like, you know, severe. Right. So like the, the tendon in my, uh, in my leg is I'm, I'm doing much better. Like I'm not wearing even a sleeve or anything on oh, my great. leg and I'm walking around and, and like, you know, just going yeah. upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely not close. Like it's going to take probably another nine months for like the quad to yeah. sort of appear it like it while. did yeah, yeah, to build the muscle back there. Uh, and then the arm, I'm just like, it's, you know, I have range of motion and everything, but I have a lot more pain in the arm now. Right. So I'm getting a lot more treatment for the arm and the radial nerve. Right. So it's, I mean, it's a whole thing, but I'm, I'm not bummed out by it like, no. at all. It makes you, every time I've had a patient in a physical therapy, uh, you know, clinic um, that gets through an injury like yours or gets th through any other sign, I've, I've always felt like from the beginning to the end, like not only do you see the improvement in their in their physical status, but the mental status, like yeah. they become like different people. Because like what you went through is actually an extremely traumatic thing. You're totally right. Yeah. You're totally right. And I don't think like you understand that from having done it. I don't think most people, like I've had people be like, you fucking broke your leg, dude. No, dude. And I'm like, no, no. Like, no. They don't understand that that the trauma isn't just the injury. It's no. the it's the entire ordeal. Mm -hmm. It's like the shock of being injured. Like you don't expect that you're going to get injured that yeah. way. So there's like, that's just like grade one of this thing. Like yeah. the fact that you're like, I'm in an ambulance. Right. Like you're just not expecting. It was not part yeah. of your day. Then it's like hospitals. Then it's pain. Then yeah. it's like recognizing that like, oh, I'm in this room now. Yeah. And like the world is still going on. And the, yeah. but, but your world becomes the room. Yeah. Your world is like, I'm just going to be in a hospital room or in a recovery center room for weeks. For weeks. No, dude, that's why when I saw that happen, I reached out to you like seriously. Like, you know, I know probably some people are like, ah, oh, fuck it, Lieutenant Dan or whatever, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, I, but I was just like, I was just like, no, no, no. I understand like the, I've dealt with patients. Of like, course. The trauma and especially you on such a big scale where like they replay it and it's fine. I know you can handle it. But yeah. I, I was like, you know, mentally his physical therapists, I think are going to become vitally important on oh, like, yeah. helping you get, get through that. So dude. Yeah. And, and like I, I lucked out and I got like an amazing, an amazing physical. We actually went out to dinner with, uh, with their last I, night. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I got into pediatric physical therapy because I'm Tom, I'm not lying to you. I'm yeah. talking about day one, hour three yeah. of my first day as a licensed physical therapist on the orthopedic floor of a hospital day one the guy was on crutches he had just got off his acl surgery so he had a huge you know staples in yeah. his knee yeah just he was post-op 12 hours and you have to get them up right away just huge staples in his knee there was war that you know i had like an advisor you know because my you know first day on the job like a, a senior therapist there was water on the floor that i didn't see the first thing you're supposed to do is oh. fucking make sure that where he's going to put the crutch is fine. Uh, he goes 
puts the crutch down. It slips on his water. His knee snaps, hits, ex his knee explodes open, hits my advisor who's judging me on my first day with the staples like it was a machine gun. Like right off his clip, it was like, beep, 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 beep. staples on the chest. Obviously, guy fucking screaming in pain, riveting in pain, had to get a, go back immediately into surgery. I'm talking about day one, Monday, hour three, day one, Monday, hour four, fired, gone, had to completely, I swear to God, had to completely reset, went home. You know, I'm still living with my mother. She was like, how was your first day at work? I was like, good. A guy's knee exploded and the staples hit my advisor in the face. She was like, so you're fired? I was like, yep. Does what she always does. Put in a fucking Stouffer's macaroni and cheese in the microwave <laughs> with Queen's trash. Gave it to me. I ate. Regrouped next week. Got into pediatric physical therapy and was the best thing I ever did. But um, yeah, man. So yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's way like, like the thing that you can't explain to people is like the emotional, the emotions of the experience. Like if we sit here and talk about it long, I will definitely weep. Oh, I'll no, definitely. Dude. And I've, I've wept to people like involved, yeah. like dude, openly wept. I did a couple of rounds when I was a student, like in, in, uh, in um, out, outpatient orthopedic physical therapy clinics. Dude, twice. I'm going to care about it. I'm a guy. But twice women were like sexually like groping me while I was doing the therapy with them because they just get like this counter transfer thing. Like I remember one lady had tennis elbow and she kept asking me to massage her butt. I was, she was like, I was like, yeah, but you have tennis elbow. She's like, yeah, but just put your hands down there would help. And then one lady I was, she was like laying down. I swear to God, she was laying down and I was doing like a scapular release, which she actually needed. And with her hand, which was behind it, she started like wanting, like, you know, like grabbing my crotch to my khakis <laughs> and I had fucking full stiffy because I mean, you know, it's yeah. unbelievable. And then like, we, like, whatever, we wound up having sex and shit, but that you was did? like, oh, yeah. yeah, but that was like not in the, you know, room, but later on, but it was just one of those things where I was like the sexual transference energy is wild. Wow. I don't know if you felt that yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's dude. coming. Dude, are you, I'm telling you, dude. You're what do you call it? Sexual what? It's, it's like counter-transference where your Sigmund Freud uh, coined it, where like the therapist falls in love with the patient because they're helping healing you so uh, much. Okay. Yeah. So, and it can happen guy or girl, dude. So even if your therapist is like a five foot three Filipino guy, which I assume he is, yeah. you could still hook up with him. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him on the line. Yeah, dude. We need to get him guy. on the live show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you coming on Chrissy Chaos so much. Thank yeah, you. Dude, really this is so fun. This appreciate is so fun. man. Rafael Nadav, thanks for getting us in. I'll be back every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy for extra content where uh, I'm going to break Tom's other arm. <laughs> <laughs>